This is The Reality. Hello again, welcome to The Reality. My name is Dudley Anderson, so good to be with you once again, sharing a life touched and changed for the good, for good, by the reality of Jesus. If you're listening up and you have a story to tell of your own life, I'd love to hear from you. Please write to me by email, dudley at surereality.net. Again, dudley at surereality.net. Don't worry if you missed that email. I'll give it again later on in the program. Roger Pertherham is a retired accountant who took on the challenge of cycling across Britain from Land's End in Cornwall all the way to John O'Groats in Scotland, a total of 976 miles. He undertook this incredible feat to raise money for a local charity. Roger grew up going to church, but he had no idea what it really meant to walk with God until he found Jesus through a friend as a teenager. Roger embarked on the epic journey of the life of faith, later typified by a cycle journey across Britain. Traveling along the road of faith can be as diverse and challenging as riding a bicycle 976 miles across hills and dales. We can easily plan the course of our lives, but only the Lord God, if we acknowledge His Lordship in our ways, will direct our path. That path will take us through youth and into later life, with many stops along the way to enjoy the view or recover from a steep climb. Through school, through work, through our relationships, through difficulties, through loss, through pleasurable times, He's our guide and our guard. If I can say that I sort of grew into Jesus, really, I didn't get it right. I made lots of mistakes, but but, but God corrects them as you go and uh, builds you up, really. Maybe wrong relationships, maybe, um, you know, wrong attitudes, really. And, and God is still dealing with all of that. So I think life, the Christian life is a journey. As long as you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will correct as you go. Well, it's really my pleasure today on The Reality to speak to Roger Perthram. We're going to be talking about um, an adventure, I dare say, you had that I probably would never do. <laughs> Riding a bicycle from the, the town of Land's End in the United Kingdom, all the way up to John O'Groats in Scotland, I believe 976 miles. Goodness me. But uh, Roger, before we get there, um, as always, I'd like to know, how did you find Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Yeah, well, we'd always gone to church. Dad was sort of keen on Church of England, and um, we were out in the country. But we moved to Worcester and uh, moved to secondary school. And I had a friend, and uh, he invited me to come to some children's meetings. Um, and it was the first time I really knew that I had to find Jesus. And uh, I did, if I can say that I sort of grew grew into Jesus really I didn't get it right I made lots of mistakes um, yes, but, 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 but God God corrects them as you go and uh, builds you up really okay so um, some of those mistakes may I ask yeah um, maybe wrong relationships uh. maybe um, you know wrong attitudes really and and god is still dealing with all of that so i think life the christian life is a journey yeah. and as long as you listen to the holy spirit he will correct as you go yeah so how do you how do you recover from you've just said listening to the holy spirit but if you if you think of a scenario or situation in your, in your life at this point in your life um um, where was Jesus? How did you sense God saying to you, nudging you, you know, the elbow in the ribs? How did you feel that from the Lord? Of, well, um, often if I make a mistake or things go wrong, I, I sort of 
retrack. I just, I just, I just take time out and then say, "Okay, God, what's this all about? What do I need to do?" And I'm sorry, and mm -hmm. uh, he sorts it. Mm. So, did you get a, to a point in your life when you said, "Okay, enough of that. This is it. This is my life from here on. I'm yours, Lord." Yeah, I've done that a few times, really. Um, as time goes on, so as a teenager, you know, going into work, I mean, I had particularly three years at work that were quite tough, mm -hmm. but um, but God rebuilds every time. He certainly does. So, um, Roger, um, at what point in your life would you say, age-wise, did you say, all right, I'm in for it, you know, lock, stock and barrel, I'm yours, Jesus? Yeah, probably probably as a young, t as a, probably as a mid-teenager, okay. so sort of 14, 15. Okay. And then after school, what happened? Did you get into a career? I, I Yeah, I, I, I applied for two jobs and... Um, and one said, come back when you've got your qualifications. And the other one said, you can start a week on Monday. So I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I knew. Took the gap. <laughs> yeah, but I knew that I was going to be um, something. And uh, accounting was on my mind. Also, teaching oh. was on my mind. Right. And um, when, I, when I sort of finished my main career, I, I'd been an accountant and I'd been a teacher. And I believe that God had led me through that. I mean, I found I'm not... I'm not clever. I just work hard. Uh -huh. And I felt that God had led me. So in those exams, I used to pray. I can remember it, one exam in the final thinking, I don't understand any of these questions until I got to the very last one. I thought I can do that. Uh -huh. So I did it <laughs> and then just edged my way through all the questions thinking, yes, I do know a bit about that. I do know a bit about that. But really just feeling God's presence in that exam room and saying, yep, yeah, go on. That's what you do. OK. Yeah. So you became an accountant? I did. Yep, yeah, so I'm a member of the Chartered Institute of Management Accountants. I, I worked um, in local government and then in the health service, but I was also advising sort of some businesses um, and then left that world to go go teaching and did a PGCE, but I was also advising small businesses that even then, and then I got into editing books as well. Oh, right. Oh, gosh. Wow. Amazing. Um, obviously, this is all based in the United Kingdom where you live. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking about accounting and the integrity of financial management worldwide, what is your advice to uh, perhaps a budding accountant or somebody listening up today who's just started out in the career? What's your advice to him or her uh, to, you know, make the most of his career and to sow into the business? Yeah, I think basically integrity is is the right word and stay ethical listen to god and if in doubt don't do it mm -hmm. basically just 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 go with wisdom and go with truth pilot asked the question what is truth mm. and uh, jesus said i am the way the truth and the life so what i do is if i'm not sure about anything i ask god to reveal the truth right to show the way forward and then ask him to help me to live in the life that he wants me to live. Mm. And as a Christian, obviously, that's a witness to the company, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, if uh, you're uh, confronted with um, a director who comes to you and says, uh, you know, Roger, um, could you just tweak this a little bit and don't make it look as bad as it really is? How would you respond? I would say... I mean, I faced that situation once and my son has recently faced a situation where he had to um, really reveal truth. And, uh -huh. and I think that you just you just do it. You just say, look, I'm sorry. Um, this is what I believe. Uh -huh. and This is what should go down on paper. And uh, it should be it should be the truth. So even at the threat of perhaps losing your job? 
Well, I just pray that God will sort it out. Yeah. Uh, you know? We need to live by the truth. Jesus said, you know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's right. I think um, in, the, in the context of our discussion, if you, uh, you know, cook the books, then you're going to be under bondage, and you're not going to be free. Yeah, well, it's no guilt or fear as I draw near. Yeah. And, and if we believe that God is almighty and universal and omnipresent and omnipotent and all this business yeah which is right <laughs> yeah, yeah. then basically he will sort it out absolutely that goes for all of life isn't it not it just is. uh being an accountant it's it's being who you are wherever you are at school at university in your career to live up to that integrity be true to god and be true to yourself absolutely right and and and, and enjoy what you do if you're not enjoying it find an alternative don't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely we're going to get to uh, your cycle ride in just a minute but i believe um you mentioned to me just off mic a few minutes ago that your first wife died what was the situation there yeah so basically i, I i've been teaching and i came home from work about uh, 9 15 9 30 in the evening and she said have your tea and i've got something to tell you and she was quite tearful i said okay darling and she told me that she'd got ovarian cancer. Oh. And uh, that was a journey of, of nearly two years before she died. Um, oh. Obviously, she had treatment. And every time she had some treatment, I took her out for a meal to celebrate. It was one down. And um, she had an operation as well. Mm. And then um, really, it was that was it. I was always praying that she would get through it. because I never believed that she would die before me, but she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but we loved each other so much. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet. I know this is very difficult to speak about. Uh, I'm married, and I couldn't imagine a day without my lovely wife. Yeah. That's how right. did you? How did you cope um, after her death? Yeah, I used a bit of wisdom really so i drew on god's strength i knew that god was with me he was my rock and, and i remember saying at the time i won't move from the rock and then what i did i had several christian friends and i and i drew them closely around me and family and thought right i'm just gonna need this support for a while really close so i drew these people in mm-hmm. and um if i needed to talk then i could talk and yeah. if i needed to cry i could cry and it was okay that is so important you know sometimes and and again speaking for myself i'm the, i'm a bit of an introvert and, and 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 i don't like people around me and i know if i'm going through a difficult time i'd want to keep keep clear but we need each other don't we we do and and also to talk it through and don't be afraid to cry i cried several mm-hmm. times you know mm-hmm. and they were and it's like a roller coaster sometimes you feel okay and it's all right and it's all right to treat yourself today other days you'd be you would almost go and hide in the cupboard really but mm-hmm. but you've got to get out of that cupboard um you know and just build slowly i remember god saying to me one day because i was quite I, I got quite fearful as well as tearful mm-hmm. and i remember god saying to me literally one day take control mm-hmm. and i went what <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <He said that. laughs> I, I i didn't hear an audible voice but inside no, my head yeah, god yeah. say that and then the second time i was um I was to go down to my son's for the for the weekend and I wasn't sure that I could drive a car. I hadn't driven a car since she died. Oh, and okay. um and and I sat in the car saying to myself, I can't do this and God said, Yes you can. Mm-hmm. I went, What? And then I drove as far as Pershaw and God was saying, See? See? <laughs> okay, okay. So I'd mm-hmm. gone nine miles and God was reminding me that mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We depend so much on our spouses, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> so we, we depend do. so much on my wife. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
Roger, forgive me for being uh, rather direct here, but after your wife had died and you started recovering, did you ever feel guilty that, you know, you're having a good time and your wife is gone? Um, No, I don't think so. I think it was a question of remembering the good times Mm. and, and just saying okay so where do we go from here so it's, it's this regroup thing it, it's always good you know when when um david says you know buy still waters just just relax for a bit and just just recoup and then you can press on if you're not if you're not pressing on then just come back and rest again until you're ready and and that's that's a secret for me that 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 split things down into stages and just regroup good. and move on yes 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 well she's safe and sound with jesus uh, you know, she's looking, if she can, you know, we often say, he's looking down on me, but truth be told, they don't look down on us. But if she could, uh, she'd say to you, Roger, get on with life. Enjoy it. Be ha- I'm happy. You be happy. That's what she said to me before she died, really. Oh. She said, just just, just look after yourself. Good stuff. You know, yeah. Amazing. And uh, forgive me, the last question on this is, uh, did it affect your career at all? Yeah, that's when I gave up on teaching, really. I felt I'd lost my support. So I did a bit part-time after that. Um, but then just just regrouped again, just changed, really, and said, OK, so what direction is this going to take take me now? So I backed off from the teaching. I still did a bit of the editing, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, backed off from teaching. Then I went and worked for an accountant, so more of an office-based job, and it was uh, a bit quieter, not so much pressure, and... Uh, that was part of the recovery, really. And now I work as an activities coordinator at a nursing home, uh, wow. just two days a week, and that's okay. And um, that's it's sort job. of a bit of the teaching and a bit of motivating people, and I really enjoy that. Fantastic. Um, I believe I've heard you say, uh, in God, I'm not disappointed. Absolutely. You, you were never disappointed with uh, the new line of life that God had given you? No, no, I think I think I, I see life as a series of stages, really. And, and it's just a new it's a new dawn and you just and you just move on. Fantastic. Tremendous. Well, uh, Roger, it's really good to get to know a little bit about you. Uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I want to talk about that bicycle ride. OK. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a sure reality vision partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. This is The Reality. Really good to have your company. We're sharing the life that has been touched and changed for the good, for good through the reality of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've got a story to tell, I would love to receive that story from you and perhaps give you a call and we can chat together. Write to me by email dudley at surereality.net. Again, dudley at surereality.net. If you've got any questions or you'd like prayer, once again, email me dudley at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're speaking with adventurer Roger Perthram. Roger has cycled from Land's End in Cornwall, England, all the way to John O'Groats in Scotland, a total of 976 miles, to raise money for a local charity. We began our chat with Roger, asking him to tell us a little bit about his life. Roger grew up in a church-going home and gave his life to Jesus in his mid-teens. After leaving school, he embarked on a career as an accountant. 
He shared how important it is to maintain a high level of integrity in the world of accounts management. Roger has also shared how he lost his wife to cancer. He encouraged those who are suffering bereavement to continue their lives with their eyes fixed on Jesus, seeking his purposes and his peace. It is painful to lose a loved one, but if they had known Jesus as their Lord and Savior before they died, they would encourage us to be at peace and seek God's goodness along this journey of life. The Christian life is a journey, and the Holy Spirit of God is our travel guide. By His fellowship and through the Word of God, He will guide us and guard us along this road, up hills and through valleys, even the valley of the shadow of death. Roger Perthram knows all too well the meaning of battling the menaces of the road, having ridden his bicycle for almost 1,000 miles across the land of Britain. Let's find out more about his adventurous journey. Well, speaking to uh, uh, Roger today on The Reality, and um, Roger, thank you so much for being so honest and sharing with us a little bit about uh, the heartache of losing your wife. Um, a career man, God has got you into new opportunities. Speaking of which, was a cycle ride, I believe, from the town of Land's End to the town of John O'Croats, that is from the, the bottom of England all the way to the top of Scotland, right across the country, a distance of no less than 976 miles on a bicycle. How did you do it? Well, again, like everything in life, whilst you know God is with you, you have to do your bit. So lots and lots of practice. So I, <laughs> I, so I bought the right bikes, which is important, so the right kit, and then um, did lots of practice. So I'd cycled for about 5,400 miles <laughs> planned beforehand, <laughs> planned the route, and then made sure I did the right kit list, really, and then made sure I booked the right accommodation. So it was all in the planning and preparation. And, and with the Spirit of God behind you, um, you just hope it's going to be okay. <laughs> so God was in your team, but did you have anybody else with you in a, in a car riding alongside? Yeah, I was very grateful to a friend of mine called Roy, and uh, Roy um, sort of, he would go ahead. Well, first of all, he drove me down with the bikes on the roof rack, so we'd, we, we, we'd arrange to get these two-loo bars to put the bikes on, and... Um, you know, and we sort of talked through every day what we would do and what the route would be. Um, the, about three weeks beforehand, he caught COVID, so I didn't know whether he could make it. Um, and I was just, just, just checking with him that he was going to be okay. Mm. In the meantime, what I did, I had a backup plan. So I had another friend, and I said to him, "Look," and I'd already mentioned this to him once before. If he doesn't make it, would you be prepared to stand in? And he said, yes, I would. Hmm. So we put some racks on his car as well, just in case. But we didn't need the backup. Roy made it and oh. uh, he thoroughly enjoyed it. Wow. And, so, uh, and just as a, by the way, he'd lost his wife as oh. well. So the reason we did it for the hospice was that um, both our wives died there. And, oh. uh, and and that's why we raised money for them, because yeah. they looked after them so well. Fantastic. Did you raise a good uh, packet for them? Yep. So we set a target of 5,400, because Vicky was 54 when she died, and I just multiplied it by 100 and said <laughs> 5,400. <laughs> Keep it nice and simple. Excellent. And then um, we think the actual amount will be around about 7,500. Wow. So it's claiming back the gift aid is the, yeah. the uncertainty. But we certainly reached the target, and I think it'll be about 7,500. 7,500 pounds. Yeah. And uh, for those listening outside of the UK, the government, bless them, give us gift aid on our giving. So that's an extra 20% on top? 
Wow, fantastic. Well done, you. So um, that was the question, why? Um, the other question is, um, what difficulties did you face in riding so far? Yep, there were, there were several of those. <laughs> Each day brought little difficulties, but I'll just mention uh, just mention a few. So I came to a place called Oakhampton. I knew that was going to be a difficult day because um, I cycled out of Bodmin and I knew it was 700 feet up. Um, wow. and, and you get, get across there and it's a bit wavy across Bodmin Moor for those of you that know it. And uh, you come down the other side, came to Launceston and um, I'd agreed to meet Roy in Launceston and we had a cup of tea and a a cake or a sandwich or something and then I knew I had to get up a big hill right at the end of the day at Oakhampton or just past Oakhampton but I saw the big hill in front of me and I was actually very tired Hmm. so I just sat down on a crash barrier and uh, had some refreshments so I always carried in my back some water um, some oranges some bananas um, and some Kit Kats and uh, and important Kit Kats are very important (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and then I realised why I was tired it it was a gradual incline for several miles and it was just wearing really that's the killer yeah yeah and then I got to the hill and it just was not a problem. I'd taken a refreshment, and I thought, you know, Psalm 23, buy still waters. Sometimes just take that <laughs> refreshment. Just be still for a minute, and then yeah. uh, off we go. When we got to the top, the reward was we went to sort of a garden centre place. Roy had got there before me. He told them the story. Um, we got free refreshment. We, they wanted to put money in the tin that we'd got with us. <laughs> and then... Uh, other people had heard the conversation and they put in too so that was well that was lovely you mm. know and then towards the end i was on the a9 in scotland this is a road that goes round the east coast of scotland and um i sort of uh, came to some roadworks mm. mm. and um you had to go in convoy and i'm thinking can i keep up with the convoy i saw a 10 mile an hour sign i thought yep i can do that <laughs> so off i went and uh, the convoy stopped and i didn't know why it stopped and i saw a man in the road didn't know what he was doing but then the convoy started again so off we go <laughs> suddenly my back wheel went and i think there was some sort of liquid it might have been tar it might have been something else oh, and, I, and i and i screamed out ah! <laughs> and uh, and the man sort of looked at me, you know, but I managed to pull the front wheel around, straighten it, and just kept going. And, um, and we got through that. Was that it was wet, okay. wet tar? Did it, I, I think so. Did but, it mess but, your wheel up at all? No, didn't. Oh, no, you. just kept going. Just okay. kept going. And it was it was fine. And then the final one I think that I'd like to mention is on the last but one day, I was, um, again, on this a9 hmm. and uh really bendy and uh, I'm, I'm you go down a hill and then you go up a hill so downhill was fine i started climbing thinking i'm near the top and then i looked and i thought what are those cars up there <laughs> <laughs> so another bend in the road i hadn't seen <laughs> and i would go up again sort of uh, and then and then i go around and the bend at the top and then there's another bit <laughs> and i'm going Oh, <laughs> but you just kept going, and it would just keep cycling, and that's like life. You yeah, just yeah. keep going, yeah. just keep going. That's uh, it. It's like life, you know. We, we we face bends in life, and around the corner, whoa, there's another hill. Yeah, and I think you know Psalm one twenty one. I will lift my eyes to the Lord. Mm. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, and mm. basically it was okay. So if I was feeling tired, I just rested for a minute, just took in the breath, look at the scenery, and off you go. <laughs> yeah, and we could do that in life too. You know, yep. sorry to getting all spiritual here but we can you yeah. know uh, get to the bend and we see the hill ahead henry we just instead of 
instead of fretting about it, we need to stop and say, okay, Lord, rest in you. In fact, what comes to mind is scripture uh, that's often misquoted. It says, be still and know that I'm God. And that concept of being still isn't, you know, being quiet in a prayer meeting. It's, you know, zip your lip, mate, and watch what I can do, says the Lord. I am in control. I will handle the hill. Just be still and watch. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are some of the difficulties. Um, Next question. Roger, if you don't mind, is did you have any funny incidents on the road? <laughs> funny incidents. Um, yeah, I think a funny incident for me was was I celebrated when I crossed the border between Devon and Cornwall, from Cornwall to Devon. You cross a river, it's called the River Tamar, it's the border between the two counties. Mm-hmm. And I can remember punching the air going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because the first county's gone and, and, and the worst two counties were Devon and Cornwall. Oh. Uh, and then when... I was in Devon. Um, we had a rainy morning as I pulled into Exeter, dropped down off a curb and blew a tyre and oh. thought, oh dear, what do I do now? Anyway, um, we got a plan because we got a backup plan with Halfords. So we put the, car, the bike on the roof rack, took it to Halfords. Then I cycled back to Half- from Halfords to where I'd got the, the blowout on the tyre. And then I had to cycle to a place called Tiverton. Well, I followed the sat-nav and... I thought I was going to go up a nice river valley where it was nice and flat. I'd finished all the hills for the day and it was going to be great. <laughs> My sat-nav, I don't know where it took me, <laughs> but we oh were all over the place on these big hills. Oh and in the dear. end, I just said to this lady, look, I'm trying to get to Tiverton. What's the easiest way? She said, well, don't go up here. She said, go back down and follow that road. She said, you'll go into um, Crediton and then just follow the road and you'll get there. But it is a bit hilly, but nothing like this. So oh. that was that That was that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, what goes through your mind when you're dragging along a, a long straight road? I know what goes through your mind when you're on the uphills. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah. going along a long straight road. Nothing's untoward. You know, it's an easy ride. What yeah. do you think about it? Do you pray? What's, what's going through your mind? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you sort of think about, you know, where you're going to next and, you know, what you're going to do, what you're going to have for your tea, that sort of thing. But also, <laughs> also, also I was praying as well, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to make sure the sat-nav was behaving itself, you know, and uh, yeah, it was it, so, so, so it's a time to think, it's a time to pray and, and just enjoy the atmosphere, really, and enjoy God as you're going. Mm-hmm. You're a man who enjoys life. I can see that uh, through ups and downs, difficulties in the past, in the future, and on the road. Well done on that trip, and we wish you all the best for the future. Thank you for joining us. Well, for the last half hour or so, we've been talking to Roger Perthram. What a great guy. What an amazing journey, traveling across Great Britain on a bicycle. But as we chatted, it really occurred to me that we are on a journey of life. Every one of us has a journey to ride, uphills and down dales, sometimes facing good times, sometimes facing difficult times. I'd like to leave us with the scripture before we say goodbye. And it comes from one of my favorite portions of the Bible, Proverbs chapter 3, reading from verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Acknowledging God in every aspect of life, in our relationships, our careers, our future, and everything that we are and everything that we do. And trust that He will direct our paths and therefore we can lean upon Him and not our own understanding. And trust Him to lead us on this journey of life. 
If you have any questions or you have some comments, I'd love to receive an email from you. Please drop me a note, dudley at surereality.net. This radio program, The Reality, is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please consider partnering with us and supporting this ministry through the website surereality.net. Click on Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you as always, keep on following God's plan for your life.